Is That Really in the Bible presents the teaching ministry of David Freeman. <laughs> Several, um, before the feast, I think it was when Kelly was here, I talked about the, the uh, third commandment, something that Dennis Prager said about the third commandment. And uh, I didn't go through each in depth, which is what I want to do today. Now, some of you maybe, maybe have seen the program uh, because I did do a program on the third commandment, but uh, on YouTube. But anyway, I wanted to touch, to go into some more details here uh, about this subject. Third commandment: Do not take God's name in vain. And Dennis Prager touched on something that I had never thought about, and that is, he said actually it means to don't carry God's name in vain. Which was a, a totally, you know, as a Christian, we carry God's name everywhere we go. In our thoughts, in our actions, in our words, what we say, what we don't say, at work, wherever you, you go, you are carrying God's name with you. And so I always thought, well, I don't have a problem with this third commandment because, I mean, yeah, as a teenager, I, I, I put a curse word behind God's name and uh, I took it in vain. But today, I really don't have an issue with it, you know. But as I understand more about what it means to carry God's name with you, don't take that name vainly, don't carry it in vain, I realize that probably next to the first commandment, which is the most common, common commandment that we would break, right there below it would be the third commandment because... Um, it, 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 it's serious business. Now, of course, Exodus 20 and verse 7 says, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that takes his name in vain. Now, there's a little bit more added to that verse. God will not hold him guiltless. God will not forgive you unless you repent, of course. And uh, it's... Uh, it's, it's an area that affects every part of our lives when it comes right down to it. Carrying God. How am I carrying God's name in vain? Obviously, if I'm in front of the internet looking at pornography, I am carrying this temple vainly. So, I mean, there's all kinds of areas we could go into and talk about this. If I incorporate pagan practices, if I bring pagan practices into the church, like uh, Halloween into the church, I'm taking God's name vainly because I'm putting things into the church that don't belong there. So, um, anyway, Dennis Prager in, in his article, The Decline of Christianity, he says this, on the front of one of the oldest, most beautiful churches in the country, the Church of the Covenant in Boston hangs a large banner on which is written. Now, I was going to put up a picture of this church. It is a beautiful church. I wanted to put it up back here or somewhere, but I got lazy and didn't have time to put all that together uh, for you. But it is a beautiful church. Uh, but he says, on that church hangs a banner. It said this. Listen closely. And God said, protect abortion access for all. Ensure Black Lives Matters. Defend LGBTQ rights. That stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, 
queer. All right, this is, this is on a church. All right, get me here. <laughs> Understand what I'm saying. Turn guns into plows. Abandon fossil fuels. Abolish prison. Prisons. Disarm hate. Speak truth. Breathe. In other words, love. Just, it's all about just love, you know. And that's not enough to make you want to hurl I don't know what is. I mean, you know. Okay, so I'm going to go through each one of these. And God said, protect abortion access for all. Is it God's will to use abortion as a method of birth control? No, absolutely not. Uh, I used to do a magazine, Cricket and Perverse Nation, and uh, it was a picture. I put it on there, and it was a, a guy and a girl uh, sitting together closely beside, on the couch. And the guy turns to the girl and says, uh, what method of birth control do you use? And the, the lady answered, no, N-O. <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> I, I told about the story of uh, a true story of an affluent family who had three children, one on the way. They wanted a, a fourth child, but they had planned a, a vacation in, Sw in the Swiss Alps. And uh, they didn't want to cancel the vacation. So she got an abortion and counseled the child. Um, so what is God's will? And I got to thinking about the outrage that I've been seeing concerning this issue of abortion. There is an outrage because, and I'm wondering, now this is just my thoughts here, you know, because you can still get an abortion. Women can still get an abortion. You just, it's up to the individual states now and the morality of the individual states. And uh, there may be some states that say, no, you can't, but there, there's plenty, I'm sure, that, that, that would. But um, what I think is this, big, big government, for a lot of people, that is their God, big government. And when Roe versus Wade was passed, everyone could get an abortion regardless of any time, anywhere, for any reason. And their consciousness didn't bother them because big government, their God, approved of it. And said it's okay and now that their god big government has disapproved their consciousness is eating away at them and they're outraged absolutely outraged so okay protect abortion rights for all what does the bible say about this exodus 20 verse 13 very simple thou shalt not murder that's what the bible says about the subject okay Second one, and God said, ensure black, black lives matter. Now, Acts 17 and verse 26 says, and, and has made of one blood of all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the earth and has determined the times before upon it. Um, one blood for all people. There was a movie a long time ago I was watching. Uh, it was back slavery and uh, back in the slave days and when people were more racist uh, and and. This, this father had taught his white son wrongly. And uh, one of the slaves cut his hand and he starts to bleed. And, his, and, and the little boy, white boy looks at it and says, well, his blood is the same color of mine. And he had been taught incorrectly that, again, and it was a powerful moment in the movie. You know, uh, it brought home a, a wonderful point there. That, uh, but anyway, ensure that all lives matters. 
That I agree with, including those in the womb. Uh, now, on their website, and you can check this out for themselves in their statement. Look it up for yourself. It says, Black Lives Matter, we disrupt the Western prescribed nucleus family structure requirements by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another. Now, listen to that closely. We disrupt the Western prescribed nucleus family. What is the nucleus family? Well, it's a husband and wife and children. That's what they disrupt. Okay? What does the Bible say about this subject? Well, Mark 10 and verse 7 it said, For this call shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. Psalms 127 and verse 3 says, Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. This is what they want to disrupt. Okay? The movement for Black Lives Matter calls for abolishing all police and all prisons. That's a lovely thought, is it not? <laughs> it also calls for a progression reconstructing, reconstructing of tax codes at the local, state, and federal levels to ensure a radical and sustainable redistribution of wealth. Imagine that, a redistribution of wealth. Another demand is the retroactive decriminalization, immediate release, and record expungement of all drug-related offenses and prostitution. This is their vision, their statement on the website. Okay. All right. What does the Bible reveal? Well, the Bible reveals that anyone, black or white, can be a racist. It's just, you know, it, it, history has proven that. Now, guess where a lot of this money goes for Black Lives Matters? Democratic Party. It's where a lot of it is funneled into. Okay. The Church of the Covenant in Boston hangs a large banner on which is written, Defend LGBTQ Rights. What does the Bible say about this subject? He says, he created them male and female, created he them, Genesis 1 and verse 27. You know, there could be nothing more clear on this subject. It's the, the question is, you know, when you quote the Bible, no one's listening, it seems like. It's like you're, you're made to look foolish if you quote the Bible and say, well, this is what the Bible says. We are a society that says, all right, so who cares what the Bible says? But anyway, Leviticus 18 and verse 22, Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is an abomination. Okay, that's what Scripture says. Okay, third, turn guns into plows. Now this one bothered me a little bit because I've often used that Scripture or a Scripture in Isaiah 2 and verse 22. But it's, it's the millennium. It's when Christ returns to this earth that we're going to turn our guns into farm equipment. And I thought, I hope people didn't take that the wrong way when I, when I quote it. But anyway, Isaiah 2 and verse 2, And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and nations shall flow into it. And many people shall say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, 
And he shall judge among many nations and shall rebuke many people and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. A beautiful setting, but it occurs when Christ returns to this earth. And you can imagine, you know, peace, what that will mean. Because, I mean, if you've got a son or a daughter in the military, the struggles that a parent goes through, incredible. But this time, peace on earth. What a beautiful setting. Did you know that the, uh, the, uh, the tank, the, okay, the, the, the tank, there originally, it originated from the farm tractor, that they, they just took a farm tractor and started modifying it, and that's what became the tank. And so when this happens, life comes full circle, and we come back, we're going to take those tanks and turn them back into, you know, a farm equipment, and, and so it will be beautiful. But uh, Dennis Prager brought up this verse, one that I hadn't made the connection, Joel 3 and verse 10. Joel 3 and verse 10, it says, Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. You know, that sort of tells us a little bit different story in the life that we live right now. In the society in which we live right now. Until Christ returns to set up his kingdom on this earth, Buy yourself a gun so you can protect yourself from evil, evil people, okay? Uh, that would probably be good advice right there. All right, number four, Church of the Covenant in Boston. Abandon fossil fuels. Abandon. James, my friend just back there, just gave me a, a, a calendar of muscle cars. I, we just, me and my wife, we just recently purchased a, a, a Dodge. It's got a Hemi in it. And uh, let me tell you something. When you drive that car, the idea of going electric or trying to save the planet will never enter your mind again. <laughs> it is a powerhouse. I mean, it is something else. It's impressive. Uh, muscle cars. But I've heard, I just heard recently, Ronnie, correct me on this, but they're discontinuing. The muscle car? Mm -hmm. yeah. Dodge Challenger? Yeah. I think Charger? What year? 23. 23. I ought to go out and buy one of those. And, you know, that, <laughs> that model, the last year of the muscle car. I mean, imagine that. Imagine. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, this source of energy, fossil fuel, has been one of God's gifts to humanity. I mean, think about it. Dennis Prager says this, and I'm quoting now. Without them, that's fossil fuel, the modern world would not have been possible. No hospital, no hospitals, no reliable heat in the winter, not to mention cold in the summer, no transportation beyond riding an animal, no modern medicine, nothing in the way of modern technology, just a primitive life and a short and painful one at that. God would say before abandoning these fuels, make sure you have a reliable substitute. We do. Nuclear power. We do. Okay. Fifth. Yes. Plastic comes from fossil fuels. Plastic. Yeah. That plastic dash on your car. Uh-huh. Nylon. Yeah. All that comes from fossil fuels. In Texas, they'll have a chemistry plant right next to a refinery uh -huh. and the byproduct 
from the refining goes to the chemical plants. Uh -huh. The chemical plant makes plastics, nylon, all kinds of artificial. So if they do away with fossil fuels, mm -hmm. the ladies are going to have to wear cotton underwear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number five on this church. Abolish prison. Prisons. You know, in ancient Israel, there were no prisons, uh, just holding places until justice was served. What was that justice? Well, uh, it's it sort of described in Exodus 21, verse 23. Then you shall give life for life, eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, Hand for hand, foot for foot, burning for burning, wound for wound, strife for stripe. If you killed, you got killed. If you molested a child, chances of, you know, you taken out and killed. If you stole, you had to pay back, depending on the value of what you stole, you had to pay back several times more. Now, today our justice system is not as harsh, so we have prisons. But can you imagine what it would be like if we didn't? Can, can you just wrap your mind around that? Now, now we're probably coming close to such a time as that. Uh, imprison the guilty to protect the innocents. Okay, that's, that's, that's the reason we have prisons today. Imprison the guilty to protect the innocent. All right. I'm convinced that our world has gone mad. I mean, just crazy. Absolutely crazy. I think that it is purely what we see going on is diabolical. You know, the Scripture talks about when Satan knows that he has but a short time left, that he's going to break bad, you know. And, and I, I see that. I, 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 not only do I see it, I feel it in a sense of helpless or, or hopelessness. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's, it, it's uh, recently, you know, there was an interview. Uh, Dylan Mulvanian interviewed the, the president. You can look this up for yourself. You may not want to. You may turn your stomach if you do watch it up, if you do look it up. But it's, he's, uh, he's, he's a, a guy pretending to be a girl. I didn't say a woman. He hasn't matured yet, but he's pretending to be a girl. Okay, a guy pretending to be a girl. Talking to the man who is head over the greatest nation on planet Earth, United States of America. And he's, he's talking about these transgender operations for children. And the president says has all this sympathy and, 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 and says it's a, moral, it's a moral issue. It is immoral not to allow for parents to, to not allow their children to do this, to have this mutilation of their bodies. You're immoral. Not, not that thing sitting across from me is, is, is immoral. You're immoral. Now get this. I mean, that's why I say there, there, there's a spirit here that's going on that is beyond anything we have ever comprehended. And it, it's, um, you know, we watched a video several months ago, or Tom Carey, where he was talking about these seven-year cycles. 
that we are starting at the beginning of one of these seven-year cycles. I forget what they're, where they're called. Uh, he had a name for them. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. And uh, we're starting at the beginning of one of these seven-year cycles, and that Christ could return at the end of that seven-year. And I'm, I'm, th I'm jumping out of my seat when I hear that. I'm thinking, yes, praise the Lord. I hope it happens. Now, he said, I'm not setting dates. You know, I'm not saying Christ, you know, but, but it, 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 could, it could happen. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm just, uh, imagine that. I mean, you know, I think I might be able to tolerate seven more years of this madness, you know, just, uh, <laughs> just think, seven more years and muscle cars will be reinstated. Uh, just kidding. Uh, seven more years. And Imagine if I could guarantee you, in seven years, you will see your loved one that has passed away again. What a blessing that would be. Seven more years. Seven more years, the madness will be over. Man, I am looking so forward to this. So, this, again, this, this church in Boston, this false church says, protect abortion access for all. God says, protect the life of the mother and the unborn babies. This false church says, ensure black lives matter. The Bible would say human worth is not related to race. It's not related to race. Uh, this church says, defend LGBTQ. God says there are, there's only two sexes, male and female. Uh, turn, this church says, turn guns into plows. God would say, it's your right to defend yourself, okay? Abandon fossil fuels. God would say, I have blessed mankind with energy. Abolish prison, prisons. God would say, imprison the guilty to protect the innocents. So, to conclude, uh, what, what he was saying about taking God's name in vain is simply this. Doing evil in God's name or attaching God's name to false or immoral ideas is the one sin that God says he's not going to forgive, of course, unless you repent of it, unless you repent of it. Uh, because when a church misrepresents, misrepresents God, they have taken God's name in vain. So, you know, as I look at, as I have a better understanding in this in my own personal life of what it means to take God's name in vain, I realize that, yeah, I have. It's been a little bit more to it than, than some mistake I made back as a teenager when I cursed that uh, I, I've taken myself, God, into areas that he did not belong. And churches also have taken God into areas where he does not belong and we all have a lot of repenting to do. For more information, check us out online at isthatreallyinthebible.net. Listen to the podcast, watch the weekly program, worship with us on our weekly Sabbath service, and be sure to visit our free bookstore. Again, the website is isthatreallyinthebible.net. If you would like more information or if you have any questions, write to Is That Really in the Bible? 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia 24151. Or visit us on the web at isthatreallyinthebible.net.